Today's episode of the BS Podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor, and the only fan-friendly app for buying and selling tickets for sports and music. Other sites have the nasty habit of showing you lower prices and charging you huge fees at checkout. At SeatGeek, the price you see is always the price you pay, and you can get everything done through your phone. To start using SeatGeek, download the free SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Callaway, the presenting sponsor of the Shack House podcast with Jeff Shackelford and Joe House. That is the number one golf podcast on iTunes right now. And speaking of Ringer podcast, don't forget to subscribe to the Ringer's new NBA show and the Ringer's new NFL show, our two brand new podcasts that they that debuted at number one and number two on iTunes and then stayed in those spots for five solid days. I hosted the Ringer's first NBA show, and I had Howard Beck from Bleacher Report as my guest. This was not a BS podcast. It was not on this feed. You can only hear it on the Ringer's NBA show feed. So subscribe now on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. And by the way, the NFL show already had two fantastic NFL draft podcasts with Kevin Clark and Robert Mays, two young boys that are very good at what they do. I highly recommend those podcasts. The Ringer's NBA show the ringers nfl show subscribe right now and we're off yeah. Clear enough for you. <laughs> he's back the man who owns the f-bomb record for the bs podcast and uh i would advise you if, you, if you're driving your kids to school right now and you're like oh i'll put in uh the simmons podcast it'll be a nice nice listen for the whole family I'd probably advise against that because I, this I, man's I, coming in hot. He's Michael Rappaport. Uh, he's hot. Yeah, I can see it. I can see the smoke rising. The fact that you tell the the, the, the people to, to to get rid of the, the women and children is 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 not good. You I know? didn't tell them to get rid of them. I, I just said fuck, just think about it. I say I, it's not like I'm on your podcast saying cocksucker and <laughs> derogatory shit. Like every now and then, fuck, boom. I know you're excited to be on HBO. Yeah. I don't even think you should say fuck on there. I just think it's beneath you. You have a you have a you have a, you have a gift for gab. You have, you have a you know you're you're a pensman. You know you know how to write. Leave the, leave it to the animals. You know what I mean. You don't need to do it. Maybe one every now and then. But I think it's beneath you. It's predictable. Like wait till like show number nine. I was gonna feed a baby to a wild pack of dogs in the that first I have episode. No problem with. Yeah, that's good. Because that's the standard now. You got to do something. Um, you you got to do something. You, you, I, I just wanna I just wanna point out to the listeners. Bill's got an assistant. Uh, we're in a whole new studio. He's got new posters. This is my office. We don't even have this. The next time we do this, we're going to be in a real studio. Office. There's flatties all over the place. <laughs> there's new art. Uh, everybody's feeling good. Uh, Swayze, the Swayze Roadhouse cardboard stand. He's sway- smiling good. at you. He's approving. Everything is everything's good. good. This good, is man. a complete upgrade, and I'm impressed. I asked your assistant, I said, are you from Boston? And she said, no, I'm from Miami. I, she, I felt like yeah, maybe, she's from Miami. I thought you might have brought in one of your own. No, she, she, her dad's from the Bronx, and she grew up in Miami. So there's like a Heat Yankees thing with her, which I'm still trying to reconcile. Yeah, um, well, speaking of reconciling, we, you haven't come on here since a um, couple, couple tragic deaths, but one that was very, very close to you. To you. Which one? Oh, Fife. Yeah. Well, fight from a tribe called Quest. I mean, that was that was huge, big, upsetting, devastating. Um, you know, the, the 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 best thing that came out of that is 
you 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 saw the world literally, and it's continued to come how how much he was beloved. I mean, I, I've always known that this group was beloved. But you, you did know, a documentary about them. We should say that Pete was Trimes excellent. Life. Yeah, travels of a tribe called. What's that? Where's that streaming on now? iTunes. There you go. Um, so yeah, that was that was tough. It was tough. I mean, he had a beautiful service at the Apollo, and and the thing that was that was special about it, beside the fact that the, the the entire top of the Apollo was filled with fans wearing Fife Dog T-shirts. It was nice. It was beautiful. Was there was you know quote unquote old school hip hop there? You know his peers. And then the, the the next generation, and it just goes to show how much he influenced, and how like tribe. One of the things that they did so beautifully is they took the torch from the Grandmaster Flashes and the Cool Modis, and they pushed it forward. And the Zulu Nation and the Africa Bambata, and then they did their thing. And you know, and the Kanyes and the Andre Three Thousands and the Pharrells, they all took what they did, and amongst others. But it was it was sad. No bigger sports fan. No, I never knew any. Fife Dog, when we were filming the Tribe Cold Quest movie, I, I'd be like, I want to talk about Midnight Marauders. And somehow we're on a conversation about, I don't know, Marshall Falk. I'm like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck. How are we on Earl Campbell again? Like, we, <laughs> He was just the biggest Knicks fan and the biggest sports fan. Um, so, you had like, so you had like 25 years of hip-hop history at this funeral? 30 years? It was, it was Go from, back to the mid-80s? Cool Herc was there. It was from oh, the beginning oh my God. To, to now. Everybody was so there. So you're talking like 35 years? It was the inception. Whatever the date was when it actually started, it was, it was all there. And it was all love. And it was beautiful. And it was in New York. And Who was the most modern star that was there? Like, was Kendrick there? He wasn't there, but he was in Australia. And he did a beautiful thing on stage in Australia. Like, he stopped oh. his show and... and Kanye was there. Uh, Andre, Kanye was there. Kanye was there. Wow! He got up on stage. He spoke. Um, it was beautiful. It was. It was. It was. It was special. It was special. Like it was very. Like it was. It was fit for a king. It was fit for. It was. It was a send off for literally like a king. Like you'd be like you'd be. If I could have half that response, a quarter. If I could have like a fifth of that. When I go, knock on wood, just the love and the respect and the, the family, just like the people that knew him, the fans, the whole thing. It was special. Well, I was watching Stars like a month ago, and you almost got killed in the hot tub. Which I mean, one? It could have been there. Copland was on. Oh, right. Jesus. What was Harvey Keitel? I didn't think it was going to get that... He, I don't know. That got really bitter with you. He got. He got bitter. I get scared now because I know you and we're friends. When I watch movies where you're you're about to get killed, I feel like you're actually going to get killed. He smacked my face during the making of Copland. Did he really? You should. He smacked my fucking face intentionally, we were, like a like oh a yeah, no, he move? smacked me in the face, and I had no problem with it because it was Harvey Keitel, and it was sort of within the character, but had nothing to do with the scene. You think he just wanted to get one in? <laughs> no, he just wanted to smack my face, and and we were shooting on the George Washington Bridge. We had like between three a.m. and six. Yeah, we had the whole thing closed off, and it's, you know, there's cop cars, and there's it was a big stunt, and all, and and we were trying, you know, you're like there was no setups. We were like, do the scene, do it over, do it over, and you just shoot it until you get it. And at one point during the thing, you know, I'm sort of deferring my character, defer to him, and at one point somehow I wound up in front of the camera, and he was like. I didn't hear him. There was loud noises because we were on the bottom or the top of the. It was his fucking nut house, and 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 he he smacked the shit out of me, and I was just like stunned because I was like Harvey Keitel just smacked me. He was like, "You're in front of the fucking camera, move out of the way." And I was like, and then I, it kind of revved up the scene because I was like, "No, whatever his character was," and I was like deferring him, and so. 
That was the, there was a whole like thirty year era of of actors slapping other actors to get better performance than them. Because I was reading the Vanity Fair thing about Meryl Streep. Oh right, and Hoffman like just swatted her during one of their first scenes together. Did she, which, I didn't read if that. If it yet. happened now, it would cost like a four month internet riot. Oh, it'd be an Can internet you imagine Dustin Hoffman hit Meryl Streep right. during a scene? Can you Back imagine? Back then, it? it was like, oh yeah, he got her to another point in right. Kramer versus Kramer. Right. You mean, I don't think. <laughs> He need. I think I was at the point that I needed to be at. I don't think he was going for anything for me, and it wasn't anything. With, and Harvey's like Uncle Harvey to me. He's so nice, Jewish, Jewish. Um, and and you know, I have coffee with him. He's cool. Harvey's cool. He's a tough guy. Like he's you know he's he's not the life of the party, but very nice, very um caring about younger actors. Will answer questions and like you know I've had like sit downs with him. You know, like very he, unafraid to get naked in the in he movies. He doesn't give a fuck. He will drop that dong, man. Unfold will come the loaf. right out. He, he really will, will. Unfold multiple the male nude scenes. He don't give a shit. No. He brings the he brings the, he brings the dick, the cock and balls. I mean, uh, bad lieutenant. Yeah. The scene where he's uh, uh, he's uh, that wasn't written. No. Nah. No. Nah, he the, uh, he had lived. He had lived the he, whole he, masturbation scene. One of I the think. best lines ever. He says to the girl. He pulls over. Have you ever sucked a cock? Right. The great line. Not written. I mean, these are the kinds of things you can't write. Abel Ferrara, who's actually now sober with a child. And if you knew Abel in the 90s, and he'd be, he'd be the first one to tell you, the fact that Abel Ferrara, God bless him, yeah. sweetheart, is sober with a child. When I heard that he was doing good, I was just like, I couldn't believe it because he was out there. He was way out there. Like, he brought the 70s into the 90s. <laughs> he like, kept the 70s alive. <laughs> yo, he kept it alive. He brought the fun and the funk, you know, to all his movies. But he's doing well, so, uh, you know, that... And he's you know, an underrated director, Abel. Copland has a lot of people in it. Big stars. I, f- I feel like... I was thinking about it, because it's a good movie. Yes. And it's a great Sly performance. Yes. And it's kind of like the same Sly that was in Creed. It was kind yes. of that version of the the stripped-down, mellow, no-shtick Sly. Yes. But as I was watching, I hadn't seen him in a long time, and I forgot. I was like, "Oh my God, there's Peter Berg!" Right, and there's like 15 of those, and it's like, "Oh yeah, here's De Niro!" Like, and basically a cameo is in like four scenes, right? And here's like Ray Liotta. Like, is it Liotta or Liotta? Liotta. Liotta. I'll um, let you say. I, I, well, I, it's one of those. Like, it seems to people pronounce it both ways. But I got to tell you, I've never heard anyone say Liotta. 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 Um, uh, but you have him and <laughs> like. As the successor to the totally coked up Goodfellas character, it's like that guy kind of got out of jail and now is in Copland as right. a cop. Right. Now, which, yeah, right. I love coked up Ray Liotta. It's nothing better than coked nothing up. Nothing better. And it should just be a Netflix show. It's just called coked up Ray Liotta. Let him be coked up in every movie. Like he yeah. should just be whacked out of his tree with his hair. His face lends <laughs> to Sweaty. Play. Yeah. And like, you know, the eyes, they're like, they're, di- they're dilated when he's not coked up. So, yeah. Um, did you talk about, have you spoken on, on how many, po- first of all, how many podcasts do you have? I, I see you got like, I, I know you noticed this. There was like Bill Simmons was at the top in like six categories. There's channel this, there's 33. How many podcasts do you well, have? We're, we're launching a whole network. We just launched Ringer, the NFL pod and the Ringer NFL show. Right. Actually the NFL pod, NFL show, NBA show. So we yeah. launched two. Right. We're launching Keeping It 1600 this week as its own feed. Okay. We have the Channel 33 as its own feed. We have the Shack House Golf Podcast as its own feed, and then mine. So we have, I think we're up to six or seven. Seven. And I don't even know which one we're on now. What where are we, am where, I? Where am the, I? This, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is what, man. What podcast am I on here? You're, you're on mine. No, but is it the Bill Simmons or is it the Channel 33? This is 33? the Bill Simmons it, Podcast. Okay. okay I'm yeah. confused. I am confused. You're I, one like, of the most popular 
podcasts we've done, when when the first time you came on, you came in hot, like right now, yeah. caffeinated. And uh, and people loved it. And I, I think Chris Saka might have had the most popular pod. Who's, who's that? He's this billionaire uh, investor. People love that one. Well, they want to kiss expecting. his ass because they think he's going to give him a handout. He ain't giving you a handout, <laughs> Bill Saka. Is he? What the fuck was he talking about? Uh, rich guy stuff. Yeah. Okay. Like You're not, all the people Tech. that's listening, he's not sending you $100 in the mail, Bill Saka. I don't even know who the fuck he is, and he ain't sending me $100 in the mail. But but let me ask you a question. But, well, two, two of the things. You know, one of the things about about the the blowback from me being on this on this podcast, which I love, you've done two or three. I, I think this is the third time. This is the third. Um, is that I have people come up to me, and I, I don't know how to take this, and they'll say that was a great performance on the Bill Simmons podcast. And You're I always I, like this. That's what I, I didn't. Now I didn't know if I should tell them that, or like I don't want to like you know like maybe they're thinking this is some sort of act. And I don't want to break the facade. It's not an act. I've run into you just randomly at like uh, coffee places and stuff. And you're like this all the time. But you get me hyped up, Bill. Well, I do. Because you see me and you see somebody that can talk to you about all the things that you care about. Right. You could articulate my thoughts. When Sly lost the Oscar to the fucking guy from (laughs) the movie that nobody saw. Um you reached out to me right away. I was yes. there for you. That was that was bad. It's been a sad year for you. You had Fife. You had Sly lost the Oscar. <sighs> that the, was rough. Kurt Rambis is coming back. Oh, God. Um, is he coming back? Do you have an inside scoop? No, it actually seems like David Blatt. You're is get coming David to Blatt. the Knicks? Yeah. Let me tell you something. A Jew coach in New York City, that alone... We'll, 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 we'll simmer the fucking fans down a little bit. We, we, like, they're going to appreciate that. <laughs> we need to get some, like, bagel sponsor, H&H Bagels. You know, like, you know, there's, like, sponsorships. A Jew right. coach in New York, and I'm a Jew. I just want to make sure everybody understands yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's enormous. I don't, I mean, Red Holtzman was a Jew. Yeah. But he, he, that was, he was an old school, tough, you know, Brooklyn street Jew. Red Arback was Jewish. Yeah, but we don't count. You don't. He, what he do for us? Some great Jewish coaches. Uh, great Jewish coaches. We had running the mill back in the days, but yeah. but then they they sort of you know how are you going to be a good coach if you never really did anything? You get Israel now on your side. Oh, Israel yeah. just follows David Blatt wherever. No, it's now big. you have the whole country Israel behind you. But what makes you like? What are we waiting for to pull the trigger? If he's going to be the coach, like the draft is getting ready to come up. Like, want we get him settled in, get him like in a press conference, and what, what what's the holdup? My guess is that Phil's probably asking him questions like, look. I want you to run an offense oh. that peaked 25 years ago. Right. Okay. And, uh, and I don't want you to uh, incorporate any of the new stuff that seems to be working. Oy vey. I'm, yeah. I'm Blatt. You're Phil. Go ahead. Uh, Oy vey. I want to have really mediocre, Oy. tall guards that aren't point guards. Oy. That are all interchangeable and aren't very good. Yeah, and keep Sasha Vujacek just because I like him. Yeah. <laughs> keep guys I've won championships with from previous decades. Yeah, they bring in a lot. Yeah. I, by the way, I think you're Evan Turner waiting to happen. Is that he's going to come? I, he's very triangly. I could see Phil like... And by the way, I like Evan Turner, even though he no-showed our biggest game of the season. I think he'd be good in the triangle. I think he'd be good for the Knicks. Well, listen, we're so fucked, um, and, 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 and I'm so up. I'm hopped up on, on B pollen coffee and right yep. now like i like i don't want to start things off with the knicks I okay mean, it, let's not let's not talk about it, it. Let's hurts talk. it hurts and you have n- like it's just it's just gray skies it's just gray skies and but you're good now you you have all your picks going forward right none and you have cap space no well, you, have, you have 17 and 18 after this draft you have your picks again after 
after this draft. Yeah, after this draft. This is it. This is the last draft you have to sit out unless they start trading more picks. Yeah, but you see, is that like a fucking joke? We don't have, we're not even showing, (laughs) dude, do do the Knicks have a representative that goes to the draft? Like, is it a formality? Like, someone must go and sit there and just pound their head against the wall? Like, we have nothing. We (laughs) fucked up. We're going to come back next year with nothing. And Evan Turner's the answer. Evan Turner's our shining our shining star. Like we're gonna look forward to that next well, I year. I think there there is there's there's Carmelo possibilities. To what trade him to the Celtics? Would you trade him for Blake? Oh. Oh, your body sagged. Yeah, you talked Who's yourself throw into him it. Who's gonna throw Evan Turner? Yeah. Okay. I I don't know if Blake is 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 built for for the New York media, especially after what happened this year. I'm not sure. It's a very good point. Uh, let's talk playoffs. Okay, I want to talk playoffs, and then I just wanted to... Then we, you can bring it back to your weird subjects at the end. Okay, okay. The Remind fans me, because want... I wanted to talk about Prince. I wanted to ask you about Prince. Oh. And let's, I wanted to ask you... Let's well, do that now. Fine. Have you spoken about Prince? Ha, uh, 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 I'm sure you, you, you had to have mentioned it. And have you acknowledged him as, 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 as the world-class <laughs> coxman that he was? <laughs> Because we could sit here and talk about the musicality and the talent for days. That's stating the obvious. We've all listened to all the Prince stuff, and and it saddened everybody. Everybody loves Prince. But but have we talked about the? I mean, when we talk about stickmen right. and world class stickmen, like you gotta, Burgess Meredith, you go to that level. Yeah, you got to talk about. You got to look at it. He might. He's in the top five. Right. Longevity. Quality, quantity, uh, lack lack of information that got out. Lack Nobody inf- knew what Prince was up to. At Nobody all knew, and but when you saw him, he was always with a dime piece, no matter what. You never like he was never like Morris Day. He wasn't hanging out with Morris Day. If he showed up to the Warriors game, he had a, a bone crusher right next to him. <laughs> Like we like, and then sometimes he'd, he, he would sort of like, you wouldn't hear anything about him, but, but other men, you knew quietly that if he wanted to dip his toe back in the water at right. any time, he could unfold the purple loaf whenever he wanted to. <laughs> right. He laid that purple pipe for years from 79. That first record came out seven through the eighties, through the nineties. I think in Minneapolis in like the seventh grade, it probably started laying pipe. With the afro and everything, and and I mean a world world renowned stick man, quality <laughs> I would and not. on the low to stealth when he wanted to, and then he would get randoms like you know there'd be like the Sheila E's and like you know the the Wendy Elise's and all and but Apollonia. there's and then but then you'd see like all those girls that would be like and then he 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 started he got to the point where I don't even think he wanted to have sex with them. I think he just was like confusing them. Like, you're just around me. You don't know what's going on. It was like he was collecting them. Like, I collect uncut sheets. Like, you collect vintage posters. posters. Yeah. That's what it was. So, two things with Prince. Once, I don't think anyone ever did a better job of having more sex without... An A-list celebrity of having more sex without anyone ever knowing what he was up to. He was just... Just, uh, I mean, Clooney in Lake Como or whatever the hell he lives in Italy, I'm sure was doing some underground mm-hmm. stuff. But Prince just for decades. Decades. That's one. Two, and this is what nobody mentioned, Prince was really short. 5'5"? Five, five? I think he was like 5'3". Five, five, I mean, maybe 5'4". I think he was like Muggsy Bogues. Holy side. shit. Name me another short guy. 
that got laid more often by more quality women than Prince. It's no, never no, happened. No, I, that's what he's I'm the, saying. He's the world's premier short stick man. Without a I doubt. I don't know who his competition is. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a gold standard coxman. <laughs> right. Gold standard. And, and, and you know, and the, the fact that he doesn't have a will and all that stuff... Uh, it's just sad, but I just wanted to just acknowledge that because everybody's talking about the music, and of course we got to talk about the music and the talent. That's the obvious, though. Uh, the 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 other stuff is you know like the fact that he laid it down for since '79. What I was shocked by was how many young people um, were affected by Prince dying because I always felt like Prince was like our generation, and I knew I knew younger generations liked him, but I didn't know like people. I mean, you had like 25 year olds writing like. Really thoughtful think pieces nah, about Prince. They latch on to everything. It's the hipsters. The hipster but fucks. But what I was saying was like... <laughs> they latch on to anything. We were there for Purple Rain, and that was one of a kind. Not to sound like the old guys on the couch, but like when Purple Rain came out, it was it was like my head almost exploded. I've never been to a movie like that. Incredible. It was like, it starts out with the let's go crazy, and, and just all the way through, and Apollonia's boobs are coming out, and it was like, what? This is... A, is this what is this? Is and, it a music video? Is yeah. it a movie? What is this? And, and then the fact that you went to the theater to see it, yeah, and 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 he was already a ginormous star. It's just a different time. You can't articulate like that movie in the theater at the time with the anticipation and already knowing that he was that dude. It was just some sort of. It was an experience going to see that in the theater. Um, as far as the young people, I mean, I listen when he first came. I mean, you didn't know what the fuck was going on. I mean, he was. This is the only. He got the most ass. Dressing like a woman, he right. was in. He was wearing, you know, like you know, Caitlyn Jenner's nothing compared to what this guy was doing. <laughs> Prince was that guy, and he grew and grew and grew and grew and grew as an artist. That's the thing. Like his skills. It was a very. Got- it was an androgynous era. Yes, Bowie and, and Prince really took advantage of it the most. It, he did. It was he. I remember. I I never was positive that he was straight until Purple Rain came out. And even then, you know, like you didn't, you didn't no, know. You knew. Well, you knew he was laying it down there. But a straight knew- guy would have pulled the purify yourself in Lake Minnetonka trick. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's, no. That comes from the mind of a devious straight man who wants to have loads and loads of sex. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. That's, but he even that's says, where you know, is he straight or gay? Whatever in the lyric. Uh, I don't know the lyric right now. I'm, I'm so whacked up. But he says straight or gay, uh, God or whatever. I don't know. Listen. Well, so he, he, t- he was intentionally ambiguous to intentionally, get people talking. Yeah. Absolutely. Which David Bowie was like. Absolutely. He was he, Lou Reed. The one thing that people talked me into, because I always thought, I mean, I have certain hard corners I'm on, right? Like Eddie Murphy is the most talented SNL cast member ever. Like, not you're, not you're never talking me out of that. You're never talking me out of Michael Jordan being the best basketball player ever. Period. I always felt like Michael Jor- Michael Jackson was the best pop music star ever. And I think I've been swayed toward Prince because when you throw in all the instruments Prince could play, Michael Jackson couldn't play instruments. No, not like that. Prince could play like 27 instruments. And play them. I I saw him live one time perform at the Roosevelt Hotel. He was doing these concerts at like three in the morning, which is so past anything that I, I had to like, you know, sleep and set an alarm, but I was like, I'm going. And it was like 500 people in there. And and at one point, he was literally like, I could have taken. He, he was going up to people and playing the guitar. And at one point, I didn't even have to. I, I didn't even have to stretch my arms all the way. I got a uh, thirty-seven inch sleeve, Bill. It's a yeah. long arm. 
Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, it's I almost I, as tall as Prince. Yeah. It's like my arm is probably the length of him without the heels. <laughs> heels, he's got me. But he was playing with it. He went, came right up to me and made eye contact with me. And I was literally, I could see like how women would be like, You just ready to have sex with them. I didn't know what the yeah. fuck. It was, I felt you uncomfortable. Cl- you start by taking it. your clothes off. Right there. And yeah. he made eye contact with me. And I swear to God, he knew. Like we, he recognized. Like he did a double take at me. He had the makeup on, and I'm like, I'm like literally drooling, and I could have yeah. taken the guitar out of. And he was like, but you could feel the talent yeah. right in front of you, and that was the thing that was so impressive. You could, like, he had that guitar, like, like, like Steph Curry has a basketball. Like it was like it wasn't right. there. Like it was just thirty five footers exactly. Um, Jimmy Fallon, and they, they had the SNL. They hastily threw together this Prince special about yes. about on a, as an SNL episode. Jimmy Fallon made a great point. He was like, there was never a time when Prince wasn't cool. Never. And I don't remember another celebrity like that. I mean, even Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player ever. One of the worst had dressers. Had moments where he wasn't cool. His whole retirement. Terrible dresser, his retirement. He played baseball. He had 200. Uh, how about the last 10 years running Charlotte, the crying MJ meme? How about Hit the mo- fact that Prince he's the- never had moments like that? Well, Bill, Bill, how about the fact that he's the owner of the Charlotte Hornets and he let a basketball team that he owns go out and play in the playoffs with a jersey that says Buzz City? How about the fact that he went out there in a must-win game when his point guard has a fucking man bun, Jeremy Lin, and a jersey that says Buzz City? <laughs> Talk about not being cool. Talk about not being in touch with this. Will you think Michael Jordan would play with, with, with a, a short sleeve jersey that says Buzz City? Nah. And, and Jeremy Lin, I don't know if he's trying to get on an episode of Girls, but to play, and I, I was there with you, Jeremy Lin. I'm not, I, I fuck with you. I fuck with you during the Linsanity. I met you at the All-Star Game with my kids that year. You were super nice. I've been riding with you through the whole thing. I'm a fan. Man, bud, not a fan. My man, take that shit out. You're, you're, t- no. And the fact that Jordan sat there and thought it was okay, he, I, she should be like, no, send them back to the locker room. They're not playing in a jersey. It's a must-win game. Yeah, Jordan like made Brad Sellers cry. He punched Steve Kerr in the face during a scrimmage. Right. Did some mean stuff. That Jordan needs to come back. A little bit. He's starting to lose weight. He's taking off those. He has the worst style ever. And I'm not a fashion icon. Yeah. But I could tell. Like, like he needs a fucking makeover. Did you see when he he hugged Scotty in the luxury suite? Yes. What about it? That was awesome. That was great. I love seeing those two guys. It was a, like genuine love of the guys, guys who have won six titles together. Six. Because Scotty sometimes will be a dick about how good Jordan was. There'll be like these random, it's almost like he's trying to get attention and he's wounded by something about his relationship with Jordan. He's like, well, I don't know if Michael was the greatest player ever. Or I think LeBron's the, and he'll just throw this stuff out. They feel like little intentional daggers to get MJ's. Yeah, like uh, you, have, you didn't return my text. It's he's, like when it's like when you talk about Harvey Keitel sometimes. Harvey Keitel sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Jordan smacked him around his first couple of years. He probably maybe he smacked, smacked him on the GW Bridge. Why? But do, do, and what do you think about this? Well, first of all, your guy, uh, uh, Bill Russell. Um, now, listen, Bill. Bill Russell. Be careful. Bill Russell. Bill Russell's sacred in this new I, I got you. I want to ask you about office. this. I want to ask you about this. How do you feel that he makes public appearance and he comes out looking like a homeless person? Well, he's 80. So it's, he doesn't it's have. old guy fashion. Somebody can't groom him before he comes in. I mean, you're in a public thing. You're sitting courtside. This is your guy. Somebody at the Celtics can't say, listen, you're going to be on TV. You look like you just rolled out of a methadone clinic. <laughs> Shave him down. And I mean, he's, he's, I, we're going to be like that when we're 75. 
yeah, but I'm not Bill Russell. If you pass a point where you're just like, ah, fuck it, I'm gonna go out wearing these pants that I wore the last 17 days in a row. Uh, but but I'm forget the pants. I understand that you want to be comfort. I get forget the like the weird sort of Birkenstocky things. I'm talking about groomed, <laughs> groomed this man. He's, he's a he's old a, man. Okay. All right. Okay. Hold on. So I can't throw that him, but can I throw this at you? Yeah. I just want to ask him. Don't don't look away from me. Stay eye contact I was, here. I'm about to do. I got I'm about to talk about my friends at Mailchimp. I, I want to ask you this one question before you get to this, and you're going to want a breath after this. Okay. okay. Don't don't look away. Is Tom Brady a cheating fuck or not? I'm looking at you in the eye. Is he a cheating fuck <laughs> or not? I genuinely think that he's not. <laughs> You guys from Boston are I something else. I think he else, told man. the guys I like the footballs a little late. You guys are something else, man. You think he did the deflating the balls? You Boston guys are tough, man. You think man. these guys are in the, in the bathroom oh, like deflating man. balls he by shamed, one-tenth of a pound? He shamed Carl Yastrzemski, oh, Larry Bird, it. Bobby Brown, and all a new addition with that bullshit. Shame on Boston. Shame on you guys. Oh, stop it. Come You're on, being, man. You go in New York on me. Uh, quick break to talk about our friends at MailChimp. I love them. Less than two months ago, we launched our new newsletter for The Ringer. It's been a big success. We have over 200,000 subscribers, and it's been a great place to showcase our writers. For instance, today's newsletter featured The Ringer debuts of Katie Baker, Sam Donsky, and Justin Charity. Best of all, the newsletter is free. It looks cool. And if you're just getting started like we were, or if you're building a growing business like we are, uh, MailChimp makes it super easy to connect with customers, sell more stuff, free to get started, no expiring trial, no credit card required. Uh, thanks to MailChimp for helping us build our audience. Uh, Fantastic. Go to MailChimp.com, check out everything they have to offer. Go to TheRinger.com to subscribe to our newsletter. And by the way, we're going to have Ringer swag soon. Yo, can I get a sweatshirt, a yeah, t-shirt? Yeah, absolutely. Comfortable stuff? Ba- like baseball shirts, t-shirts, okay. hoodies, sweatshirts. Soft? Because the yeah, Iron yeah, Rapport podcast, we, yeah. we pride ourselves on soft-ass t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, and We'll we, have all that stuff. Okay. Cause, stuff that for guys in their 40s won't cling to them too much. Right. You know, like these I, I kind of exactly. Euro t-shirts now yes. that guys wear because they go to the gym seven, day, yeah. seven days a week. Yeah. We're, yeah. We'll, we have everybody's back. Okay, cool. So, uh, thanks to MailChimp, and, and if you subscribe to the newsletter when we make those things available, uh, you'll be able to buy I'm them. looking forward to Playoffs. it. Playoffs. Um, Break it down, Bill. Can this we talk your... about, would you want to be LeBron's teammate? No. I wouldn't want to be LeBron's teammate. What would happen if the first time he subtweeted you about like like what he did with Kyrie that time when he did that whole subtweet about how Chris Paul is so great because he's a point guard who gets other teammates involved. Right. And it was clearly directed at Kyrie. Yeah, but then it wasn't. But then he was like, no, I, I just was trying to just randomly praise this guy on another team for no real reason at all. Yeah, because that's normal. Yeah, because people do that. Yeah, because during the season, you're supposed to praise other guys on other teams and you're supposed to go work out with somebody who you're probably going to play in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the Eastern Conference Finals. That was finals. weird too. That's normal. That That's normal, and, and 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 it's normal. Yeah, it's all normal, and it's normal to unfollow your team, and then when asked about it, look like you're like like you know someone stepped on your toe, and you're offended by it. Uh, if it, like like Bill, if I stopped following you on Twitter, and I came in here, my feelings would be so hurt. You'd be like, "What the fuck?" Right? You'd be like, "What the fuck?" Raps not following me on Twitter. Like you probably you would lose a little bit of sleep. I'm not saying you wouldn't sleep in that, but you'd toss it. You'd ask your wife, you know, Rappaport. I think he's mad at me. Well, what did I do? And then when you ask me about it, I'm going to be like, no, I, I stopped following you. I mean, what's, what is all that shit? I don't know. LeBron, the, here's my new theory that I came up with. LeBron, only child, center of attention really at all times in the NBA for really, you, you know, first he's the prodigy, he's coming up, yep. 
all the way through the Cleveland. Chosen one. Two MVPs. Leaves Cleveland, the decision, goes to Miami, center of attention, center of attention. Four years there, four finals, goes to Cleveland. The land. Center of attention again. I'm coming back. I'm bringing Cleveland a title. Now this year, not center of attention. Not center of attention. He has the Warriors blow him out of the water. Kobe's interminably long, insufferable farewell tour blew him out of the water. Blew him out of the water. And I think LeBron, for the first time, people are like, oh, yeah, whatever. LeBron's over there. He's not quite as good as he used to be. Curry's better. It's the Warriors League now. I think it drove him a little batty. I think so, too. It's almost like an actress who the other, you know, getting a little older. Little the other older. actresses are in their corner. All of a sudden, they, they have, like, the, the big upper lip. Yep. To just the silicon injection. I call the it the it's Meg like, Ryan. The Meg Ryan. It's like that was dis- that was, that was disturbing. Meg Ryan never was not cute until she got the upper Meg lip Ryan fixed. would be cute right now. Meg Ryan, you're Meg Ryan. I don't know who or what is. T- I don't know what kind of dude is making you feel insecure. But if you want somebody to make you feel right, you just come on over to me. <laughs> I'll meet you at Larchmont, and I'll get. We'll fix that lip. Okay. Because that was San- the beginning of the end of her career. Well, I think like Sandra Bullock made two rom-coms. Meg Ryan got threatened. All of a sudden, Silicon in the upper lip. She and didn't I think need that's it. what that's what LeBron was like with the, with some of his behavior this season. I think I just feel like he feels it. Maybe the seeds of it slipping away a little bit, and you, he started acting weird. Do you think you you said you think he's not as good as he used to be? No, I think he's as good. It, I, I think there were moments in the consistency. Regular- he can't do it. Sustained, he can right? still get to the same spot. He's, yeah, he's his jump mother- shot's not as good as it used to be. Yeah, that's, that's the one true. thing that's. But I mean, I, I've never seen anything like this though for just 13 straight it's years sick. of a ridiculously high level of basketball. Like we were growing up, Kareem was like this. Kareem was right. 13, 14 straight years. But it was years, slow was motion, great. though. Like, yeah, it, it was more. It was more of a different style. The fact that he's doing with such physicality. And and the speed and the strength still. That's the thing that's crazy. He, he has can still. He gets the rebound. Flying. And he's going down with three minutes left tie game. And you're like, LeBron's either getting a layup or he's getting fouled. It's incredible. He still has that, which is the single most important skill that he has Absolutely. right now. And he's still a great passer. Still a great passer. Great athlete. Incredible. And, Indestructible. You know, never gets hurt. Never gets hurt. You know, I find that very weird. How do you never, yeah, ever, ever get hurt? Blessed. What, what kind of vitamins does he take? Is it, it, does a lot he, of those Flintstone vitamins. But I, w- I would love to know the vitamin pack because everybody who's ever played professional basketball has suffered some injury. And last year, the beginning of the season, he, he looked a little slow. And you're like, maybe maybe LeBron has lost it. Then he took two weeks off. He came back. He gained 25 pounds. And he was back <laughs> he to normal. He gained 25 pounds. No, because remember in the, in the offseason, they were all vegetarian and they were juicing. Right. And then he took the he two weeks off. And again. then boom. I just would love to know, like, like his diet plan. Is it a diet plan that I, I, I want to be on that diet? Because, like, I tweaked my ankle coming into your studio. Okay, well, you need you need luck. Like Curry slips on the floor. Anyone who slips on yes. that spot on the floor hurts their knee. I get I that. even think LeBron doesn't survive. I that. get that. I get that. I'm just saying thir- he's blessed, and he sh- he's the chosen one, and he's never been injured, and that proves that he actually is the chosen one. If you had to pick right now, I think I asked you this before. One player going into next season right now, just based on what you know right now, who would be your first pick right now? You could get anybody in the league. For next season, I'm trying to win the title. You, it's you, just one season? Don't, just for one season right now, what would, who would you pick? Uh, I'd probably pick LeBron. Me too. Just because I think he's a safer health risk. Tate, who would you pick? He's indestructible. Curry. You pick Curry? I f- Three's more than two. I'd go with LeBron. I don't, I don't. I'm not 100 sure I'm getting Curry for eight months straight. 
I, that would be my one fear. He, I think Curry's slightly better. I think he has a better effect on his teammates, and he's more representative of where the league is going. Yes. But, but LeBron, I know I'm getting eight months. Yeah, he's... At a very high level. Yeah, he doesn't get injured. He doesn't get injured. He, he's just sick. I went to the Garden uh, uh, in March... And, and, and I wanted to heckle the fucking shit out of him. I was right on the side of the court. My son, I was with my son, and he and I knew he, he's like, but he, at one point he went to the bathroom, and I was like, now's my time. Yeah. And I was like, bust his ass, Carmelo. Da 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 da, Carmelo. And LeBron looked back. I don't know if he knew, if he recognized the face, the voice, or whatever. And of course, nothing happened. And then I took, what's Derek Thomas? Is that his name on the Knicks with the, where he's got the, the blonde Lance dips? Thomas? Not Lance, is it Lance Thomas? Derek Tom- Williams. Derek Williams. I'm telling him, he was guarding him, take him. I'm telling this to the guy who got robbed earlier in the season uh, from coming home from a strip. I'm saying, take him, bust his ass. Uh, uh, and you and your, your blonde tip, take him to the hole. <laughs> See, it went nowhere. But I, if my son hadn't been there, I would. I would. my plan was to tr- to get that warning. What's the weirdest IMDB compliment that LeBron could have given you that would have disarmed you the most? Like if he had just come over and been like, hey, man, I love the Ed Burns show. Yeah, that would have been fine. Hey, listen, he could say whatever he wants. But what, what would have... what? Would have LeBron? He should have been. That, he should. You know, what he could have did the, the weirdest compliment. Come over and say hello to my son. That's all I'm gonna no, say. No, I'm saying. Hey, that's all I'm gonna say. You see the kids. You say hello. I'm not gonna say anymore. You're at an All Star game in 2011. You see kids. My kids. You don't give them the fist and turn your side. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it. I'm just saying when you see the kids, you're at an All Star game. It's a public place. I'm saying what piece of work have you done that it would have surprised you the most that LeBron had seen and was a fan of? If he was like, I really love beautiful girls. That would have thrown me off. LeBron never saw beautiful girls. He's dipping his toe in Hollywood, but he never saw beautiful girls. The age thing. It just, I don't feel like it's his kind of movie. It's a really good movie. That would have surprised me. But if you come over and you see my kid, you give what him a are we th- doing for the twentieth anniversary? I'm ready to go. I think that they should do. I think that that movie is worthy of a remix now because, like, what was it? The tenth anniversary? Like now you do like, oh, where are they now? Like we do another one because I saw do- Matt Dillon. He hasn't aged. Matt Dillon. Now you want to talk about a coxman, Birdman, <laughs> uh, Stickman? He had his 18th birthday at Studio 54 when Studio 54 was Studio 54. He did. Matt Dillon, think about it. Think about the run he's had. And he hasn't aged. I don't know what. He literally looks like Matt Dillon like from the outsiders still today. And Matt Dillon's one of those that there's a whole generation of women, including my wife, who if Matt Dillon was just like did the finger wave over. Bye That's bye. I'd never see Done. Them. To this never day. Seen my kids would be like, where's mom? She's like, gone. Matt Dillon fingered her over. She's gone. That was it. She ain't coming back. She's in Tahiti. But he can get the younger generations too. He got, he's iconic. He's like a Ferrari. <laughs> it's never going out of style. He's Matt Dillon. Um, and so you saw it on the Beautiful Girl set. Oh my God! He's but it wasn't the set. He doesn't deal with set people. He yeah. doesn't mess around doesn't with deal actresses. with other actors. Yeah, no, I mean actresses. Act- not, that's I mean, that's actresses. not his thing. It's the hot cocktail lady at the restaurant in Minnesota. Right. And, and, and it's 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 any anything like in his it's anything in his in his in his perimeter like in his sight and it's just <laughs> boom and it literally is the finger thing like he'll shut it down with a finger thing. He's got power. Matt Dillon, great stick man, excellent stick man, low key and and very humble about it, like very quiet, very like like literally like a, like a guy who could like sneak in, kill Bin Laden, get out, and like he's like that type of shit. Great. So Matt Dillon, Burgess Meredith, and Prince are all at the same club, all at the same club, and They're, 
And who who gets like they all like the same girl who gets her? Probably Meredith. Burgess Meredith comes <laughs> Burgess, in. I think Burgess yeah. gets her. In his in his day, yeah, no one in his day, no one could stop him. No one could stop him with the voice, the charm. He no one could stop him. He was incredible. Matt Dillon, does Matt Dillon even did he even ever get married? I don't think of he did. Of course not. A great stick man like that, it will, <laughs> right. he, he will go like Prince. He got married. You know, well, Prince got married. Like like listen, Matt Dillon. Consummate, like consummate stick man. Almost New- like a like an NBA player who just every year is on a different team. Doesn't even want to sign a two year deal. Fuck the two year deal. Yeah, no, He's I'm floating around in and out. I'm going to play for Phoenix. Yeah, and I'm going to tear the city up. So, do you think the Cavaliers can win the title? Let's I say hope Curry's. Not. Let's say Curry's eighty percent rest of the way, not a hundred percent. Yes, they can absolutely win the I title. Think if Curry's not a hundred percent, I think it's open. I'm worried about San Antonio. Do you think so? I have a big bet on them at ten to one that we made before they signed Aldridge? Because I just was betting on them signing Aldridge. I just thought that was going to happen. Their guards, you know, that game two, GC game two, yes. Oklahoma City. Yes. I don't want to take too much out of it because the refs I thought were really favorable toward OKC. They're just letting them maul San Antonio. Yes. I mean, Aldridge was getting mauled and he still had forty three. Kawhi was getting just chipped and bumped and knocked on every screen. And putting that aside, did you notice Parker and Ginobili? That game was like a tiny bit too fast for them. Yeah, it was the first time I've noticed that with those but it guys. Where it was with like them. the speed of the game was uh, they couldn't kind of match it. But the, the thing that about, worries me for them against the Warriors. Uh, yeah, well, who do you prefer to go to the finals? Like right now, if, if Curry's eighty, you know, eighty-five percent, who do you think? And you, and if I'm a guy that wants Cleveland to lose again, I, I get off. on So it. you're saying, who do I prefer if I want Cleveland to lose in the finals? Yes, Golden State. Okay. Now, now this I don't think Cleveland could beat Golden State. Nobody could beat them. I just don't think they. Have, even you saw it in Game One in Atlanta. The, I don't understand. The, the best lineup for Cleveland is when they play Love at the five and LeBron at the four, and they go smaller. And already Atlanta has, is in their head, and they're playing Thompson, Kevin Love, and LeBron together. Mm-hmm. They You can't do that against Golden State. Right. Right. See, I that, would that's, be spinning that's why, these... This is why you got 19 podcasts, because you, you know your shit, man. Well, but I, my whole thing is, my whole goal is to beat Golden State. I know I can get through the East. I'm not worried about Atlanta. I'm not worried about Miami. I want to use these three rounds leading to the finals to, to master that lineup mm-hmm. with Love and LeBron. Mm-hmm. That's the lineup that's going to beat Golden State. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when they when they rely on Thompson, it's like, yeah, great, Thompson. They couldn't handle his rebounding, but it's like you're not going to be able to you're not going to be able to play him and Love against Golden State. You're going to get waxed because of the you size. You have to pick one of the two, right? Okay, Golden State's too fast for them. <laughs> I got you. I got you. And 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 this guy on San Antonio. Because I don't want to get too fucking basketball nerd heavy with you. Okay, because I, I Now, number 40, Babone. Oh, Boban. Boban? Yeah. Uh, who looks like... Uh, Boban Liata. They found him. They cut him out of ice somewhere. Like, he was frozen. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's definitely... Boban's going to get, like, seven, $8 million a year in free agency this year. As he Probably should. Probably from your team. For the Knicks? Yeah, maybe. Oh, they would love him in New York. But I think it would confuse him. It would confuse him. And and I, I wanted to see because he deserves, like everybody who's like Porzingis with a nickname, he's just Porzingis. That's just the nickname. The Porzingis guy. Yeah. Now they, they have- The Zinger. The Zinger, whatever. That, the that's, Lativian Gangbanger. The Lativian Gangbanger. That's the best nickname so far. That's absolutely the best nickname. But, you know, you know he, he's trying to market himself. But, but they had the big fundamental 
right? Yeah. Uh, the big Aristotle. Yeah. I think Boban should be called the big galoot. The big galoot. The big galoot, because he looks like a fucking. I mean, where did he come from? Do you need a nickname when your name's Boban? He needs something. You know, he needs. I mean, he literally looks straight up like a caveman. Did you did you notice though that there's times when he looks really fluid for a gigantic guy? Yes. Like he'll do like spin moves and grab rebounds and you know alley oops and traffic. Yeah. Put it down. Put it back up. He's great. Reverse and, layups. And people move out of the way because the, the the wingspan and the elbow span. It's just everything's coming at you. And I think they're frightened. They're like, "What's up with your ears?" They don't know what's <laughs> happening with him. I I I'm telling you, I love him, but he's like a, an enigma. Yeah, he is. I don't know where they. It's possible that they just created him in a lab in San That's Antonio. That's what I'm saying. Where's he from? What country? Can't be rule it out. Where's he from? Can you find out what country he's from, Tate? It's it's a place that uh, Serbia, yeah. yeah. So oh, they from say, Serbia. Oh. So they that's what they say for anybody that comes out looking that's like that. <laughs> Throw them off yeah, the set. Yeah, Serbia. He's from Serbia. We'll just say just say he's from Serbia. It's the same thing. <laughs> we we I want to see your paperwork, Boban. So your goals for the see, I would think your goal is for Oklahoma City to flame out. In a really horrible way so that the Knicks would have a chance at Durant. He ain't coming to New York. Okay. He, why would so he? the Knicks fans aren't even delusional anymore. No. I miss delusional Knicks fans. I miss no. the Knicks fans who always thought, oh, it's New York. People are going to come here. No. And the no. Knicks fans have just quit on that. I feel like, I feel like it's if, over. If you're going to come to New York, you might as well come to Brooklyn uh, uh, because they have a practice uh, arena near the state. Like You can live in Brooklyn. In Manhattan, you can't even enjoy living in like you're not going to be like a million dollar player living in like Tribeca because the practice facility is in what is it White Plains? These right. things, these things charter into it. Who is that? Answer the phone. Who is it? Is it your wife? No, it's. Is it Matt Dillon? Sorry about that. Was that Matt Dillon? <laughs> it was Matt, oh. Matt Dillon's in it. He's, He's like, with a flight Bill. attendant right now. He's, yeah. he needs some he needs money. Because like your wife said she wants to, she, there's a certain sweatshirt she likes. Send it over. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> I threw this to Howard Beck last week, and the Knicks fans got upset. If the Knicks traded Robin Lopez to Brooklyn just to create cap space and then signed Dwight Howard, how upset would you be on a scale of 1 to 10? Like a 15? 20? Don't, don't, don't bring him here. Don't, don't, he'll, be in, he'll be over there with Steph Marbury if he comes to New York. You he, think he'd he, go egomental? He, don't do it. He's so confused and so fragile. Um and, and and nothing good will come for it come from it if Dwight Howard comes to New York. What team should Dwight Howard go to? What team could <sighs> Dwight Howard's like? I have no clue. Fragile. What mental... team hasn't he played for? Like where do you? I don't know where he should go. He should hook back up with Stan Van Gundy when he comes back from his trip uh, from Cuba. Uh, uh, you know he should get get together with Stan and 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 you know re- rekindle that because that's the best it was. Would you be shocked if? Sacramento traded Boogie and then signed Dwight Howard. Doesn't it seem like Dwight Howard's destiny is to play for Sacramento? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That's that feels the, like that's gonna be a stop. For that's him. the dumping ground that that, that that's gonna be <laughs> a guy who had all the potential in the world. Dwight Howard. And it's that's like sad. The, it's like the expendables series. Exactly. Yeah. Ex- and it's, it's not like expendables one. five. It's, oh, it's number just five. the Kings. It's with Rondo, like, Dwight Howard, and Darren Williams. Right. And they're like, all on the same team. All yeah, former all stars. And and, and are, 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 are are the Sacramento Kings gonna take Patrick Ewing out of his misery? The fact that Patrick Ewing, one of the great warriors, one of the great scowls, one of the great tough guys in NBA history, looks like Bambi on the bench. 
for the Charlotte Hornets, a broken man. He looks like a lost dove. He's you, broken. We both love Patrick Ewing. I, I know I know he's not a people person, but we can't get did him. Did you ever, like, I feel the same way about Kareem. At no point in my life did I ever look at either of those guys, watch the way they interacted with teammates, listen to the th- ways they talked about basketball yes. and all that stuff. I never thought with either of them, like, that guy would make a great coach. I, I agree. I think most, most former players, especially stars, make for terrible coaches. Totally agree. And, not, and centers especially. I, like, what... What's the history of a center? Totally agree. But 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 he want can he get something? Do you see he's a broken man? Do you see his eyes? He, Can't he's, the Knicks just bring him back? Do like something. The Knicks fans love Patrick Ewing. Get, just bring him back. Do something. Can he be on David Blatt's team? Why not? He could convert. Yes. Convert to Judaism. It would be it just would be a great story if Amari Stoudemire could could convert when he came yeah. to Patrick. We don't he doesn't even need to convert, actually. We love Pat. I just hate seeing him like that. Where's the scowl? He's and, uh, busted. He's sad. He seems sad, I agree. He's sad, man. Like he's he cries and he doesn't even like a tear. Like he's doing shot charts for Frank the fucking tank Kaminsky. That's what Patrick Ewing's resorted to doing on In the one bench. One of the Zellers. It's horrible. What would where do you Imagine see him coaching Boogie Cousins? If 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 you really if you get a coaching job, do you really want to start off with Boogie Cousins? I don't think he's on that team next year. What uh, what do you see happen with OKC? The do body it, language doctor did not like what he saw in Game Two from them. Did they have a body language doctor? No, I'm the body. Oh, language. okay. I'm the well, self-proclaimed body language doctor. But they won though. What what what, what body language didn't you like? Westbrook like pretty much snapped in that game. Yes. Like Donovan benched him. Yes. He's one of the seven best players in the league. Yes. It's really hard to get benched. Like Kobe, for all the shit he pulled over the years and, and all the things he did, no coach was ever like, Kobe, sit your ass down. I think he was doing it for Russ, uh, for Westbrook's best interest. Oh, yeah. He was almost snap- like an intervention. Yeah, like well, I'm, I, I don't want to do it, but I, I don't want to see anything bad happen to you. Yeah, you're going to get crushed on inside the NBA after this game if I don't take you out right Just now. Just take a breath, drink yeah. some Gatorade, and get your mind right. Would it be fun to play with Russell Westbrook? I can't decide. It would be fun to play with somebody who every game was the seventh game to him. Well, I look, Cameron Payne looks like he's having a fucking ball. <laughs> They're out there doing, it's like danceateria. Every, he looks like he's having a ball out there with playing with, with Russell Westbrook. So, I mean, you got to ask Cameron Payne. Instead he, of practicing those dance routines, he should practice his three-point shot. What about just practice? What about first of all, cut your fucking hair? Is, is a three-man weave or a layup line isn't enough to get you get you ready to play? It, it it's got. I mean, it, it, what's going on? You're not Danny Terrio. Like, what is this? And I, I, I I'm so glad that Charlie Villanueva did what he did. Like, you're not gonna come out here doing this craziness. And like, I mean, what's going on here? What's going on I like here? How Durant and Westbrook were genuinely upset that he did that. It's like Yo, it's gamesmanship, guys. Imagine Dr. J and Moses Malone doing the 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 the, 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 the fucking the hustle before Game Five. Uh, it, it just didn't happen. By the he, way, Dr. J is furious that we left him out of all of the stickman conversations. Well, I just do that out of respect. I okay, know what okay, Dr. Okay, J was doing. Okay, good. I I, I know what. It's and, almost another level. He, I, like Prince looked up to Dr. J. No doubt. I saw Dr. J at the All Star Game. What was it? It wasn't la- It wasn't this year. It was the year before in New York City with a triple dime piece. And the thing that was so beautiful about it, it was at the at the Michael Jordan party, and it wasn't a girl that was too young. It was like a forty. Right. He he lets his women age with with. Yeah, it was like a, a, like somebody a beautiful, beautiful like Jane Kennedy in her prime, but like forty. And I was like, a, 
Good for you, Doc. You you deserve that. And he looked happy and he looked relaxed. And everybody was walking around. And, and I, I saw actually him greet Moses Malone, the late, great Moses uh, Malone. For some reason, the late, great Moses Malone in the party had on a rain hat and a rain jacket. What do you mean for some reason? Of course he did. But well, why? We're in the party. Like, like Doc, you know, like I even think Doc said, Moses, take the fucking rain hat off. Like, you're inside. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 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 I mean Coxman, Doctor J. I mean he's it's almost the terms beneath him. It it, it belittles, belittles all his great accomplishments. Uh, I mean I yeah. If you you, have, you, I mean, you he you, hooked up with a beat reporter. He had the tennis baby. Of course he did. He's lucky he didn't have more. God, if that happened now, everyone always has that conversation about things that would break Twitter if they happen now. Right. I'm pretty sure uh, the most famous NBA player sleeping with somebody who covered the team and having a baby with them who then turned out to be a great tennis player would be way up there. Absolutely. That's, a, and, that's and, almost a 30 for 30. And the, the and the love and respect that they have for Doc, it never even got out of hand. Doc, oh, he's the best. Doc was like, you know, when the, when the people came through the garden, we hated everybody, <laughs> right? We just hated everyone's guts. Doc was the only one that, like, when he had his farewell thing, that we genuinely, there was affection for him, even after he sucker punched Bird. We still had affection for him. We we didn't, like, run him out of Boston no. after that. We still kind of secretly loved the Doc. Of course. And, and, you, Kareem, you, it was just, it was... We it was ju- reluctant. Going through the motions yeah. is a fucking understatement. It was reluctant, right? It was like, it's Were you Kareem's there for that? Like, I was. Man. And then in the HBO documentary about it, and it was like, and then Kareem in the Boston Garden, and and they to get showered with so much respect. I was there. People were like, "Fuck, we have to pretend we like Kareem. We hated Kareem." But you guys did it. You did the right thing. And we went, it was we went through the motions. Do, do, do you know what? I, one thing I find offensive. You know that they like they call the Euro step the Euro step. Yeah, like Ginobili and like James Harden, Doc Irving. Was doing that shit on Sundays on CBS. He invented that move, that Euro step. It should be called the Doc Irving step. Do you know what I'm saying? Which one? The, the Euro step, the boom, boom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There wasn't like Manu Ginobili and these Europeans and the Spaniards. They just called it a travel, though. No, Doc would go boom, boom, and then finger roll while he was going to the left with his right hand. Oh, yeah. Well, but his hands were like the size of my entire body. Oh. I've know, never seen anybody, he, they would put him on the left side. I wrote about this in my book. They put them in like basically where the three point line is, but nobody knew what the hell it was in 1980. There was a circle that right. people just stared at. It's like duct tape. They give him the ball. Maxwell would play seven feet off him because everyone just wanted Doc to shoot because if he went to the basket, it was over. He would go in anyway. He would go into the paint with, with his hand. And then his fucking Freddy Krueger arm would come around. And even though he was nine feet away from the basket, all of a sudden he was getting this long Freddy Krueger layup yep. in the paint through three guys. Like his arm would just go through the three guys. So and spin unique. It. So I've, unique. I've never seen anybody do Nobody. that. Nobody. No, Nobody. he's the only one. He's the only he's one. He's not replicable. Absolutely not. Most guys are replicable in some form. He's not replicable. He's not replicable. And, and you know, I mean, Durant's also- not replicable either. I don't think we'll see another seven footer. He's seven feet, by the way. I he tries to pretend he's not, but he's seven no, feet. No, he's seven feet. He's seven feet. He's tall. We'll never see somebody with three-point range, with the with the inside-outside game like that, who's who's basically plays like a six-foot-five guy. I agree. At seven feet. I don't think— Nobody I, does that. I don't think that we'll never— I think it's going to be more of the norm. I think I think it's going to be well, more— people are comparing Brandon Ingram to him. Oh, Tate's going to get mad. Uh, but Tate hates Duke. Oh, okay. But uh, Brandon Ingram, like— 
I watched Iran in college. I have copious amounts of words written about it. I was like, this guy is like once in a generation. Yes. We're never going to see this again. Yes. And I still, I still don't think we're going to see it again. Maybe. I, I think my, I think maybe because I just think it's the evolution of man. I think like that's going to be sort seven of foot, like guys who could handle the ball and move around like that. But I he's think, he's one of like the. I'm not saying it's happening like, next Dirk's week. Another one. Dirk, yes. I don't think we see Dirk again. Well, no. I don't think we see Hakeem again. No. No. You the never six do. foot ten soccer player is not happening no. again. Who no. just took up basketball at age sixteen and immediately became. No. No. You're never going to see that. That's never again. happening. Again. Never. 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 But like. We'll see like Blake Griffin again, and we'll, oh, we'll, see, we'll see a lot of these. Or guys we might again. not see Blake Griffin again. But um, bum is this uh, thing on? Is this thing on? <laughs> Hold on, quick break to talk about Squarespace.com. Love Squarespace. One of our signature sponsors. Yo, you, you dabble in a little I dabble Squarespace. In a little Squarespace. How long have you been using Squarespace? It, pff, about a year, and if I could do it, anybody could do it. Right. Well. Uh, whether it's a business site, a personal site, a portfolio, a restaurant, or retail site, whatever else. These days, as you know, Michael Rappaport, yes. there's a ton of pressure to represent yourself yes. in a way that looks good. And if you go to Michael Rappaport's site on Squarespace, yep. it looks good. Looks good. And if I could do it, trust me, I did it myself. What's the URL? I am Rappaport? Michael Rappaport. No. Yes. Michael Rapp. No. I am Rappaport. Dot com. Dot com. Uh, our friends at Squarespace are here to help. They build gorgeous websites for people like us. Normal people. Semi-normal. We're semi-normal people. Semi-normal, but not good. don't know what they're doing. Uh, you don't have to be a tech engineer. No. I ain't no Steve Jobs. No. Squarespace makes it easy regardless of skill level. No coding needed. Easy to use tools. State-of-the-art technology. 24-7 support. And a beautiful website for only $8 a month. You even get a free domain if you buy Squarespace for the year. Why wait? Start with... Uh, you can start a trial. No credit card required. Go to squarespace.com. Use the offer code BS for 10% off your 10% first off. Yeah. Man, it's already a good That's deal. That's nice. Uh so let me, let me throw what, some questions at you. We, okay, we Mr. have Simmons. like eight nine minutes left. We'll, we'll, we'll Are we done soon. talking about the NBA playoffs? Because I got to go. Okay, okay. This is an hour long podcast. Okay, let me ask you a question. What's going on with any given Wednesday? Give the people. Let me let me let me let me let me, let me be the interviewer here. Okay, because I, I just can't talk about it yet. Okay, but but give me something. I around can't do about. press about it yet. Okay, all right. Let me Wednesday, ask you this. It launches Wednesday. When does June my contract 22nd? come through? What, like, what's my hourly rate? And like, when are we working that out? I'm just gonna put that out there right we now. We have to figure out. One of the things in the show yeah. is we're going to team people together to talk about stuff okay. that makes sense why they would be together. Got it. That's um, all you could say. Well, no, it's just one segment on the show. Isn't we, this fucking show premiering next week? No, it's, so we got eight weeks. Okay. We have to figure out who would be the perfect person for me, you, and blank to do 10 minutes on blank. Got you. And who that is, like Prince would have been great. <sighs> We could have had a whole Prince conversation with I, some fun third person. Yeah. Probably who just would have been laughing and afraid to say anything the whole yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that yeah. Makes sense. And it's any given Wednesday, any and given it's live. Wednesday. No, it's not live. It's not live. Taped. But it comes on, it's going to it's gonna air on any given Wednesday. It's going to air on Wednesdays. And I then they're going to repeat the shit year. out of it. Yeah, and we're going to do, there's going to be some extra stuff for HBO Now. Right, of course. It's yeah. all, everything's online. I love HBO Now. HBO Now is good. It's fun. It's like a little playground for us. Yeah, that's fun. So you we'll do, have you, some. You get, so, you get wacky on HBO Now. So one of the fun things is, let's say, who would be fun for us to hang out with to, to do something with? <sighs> Think of somebody. Shit, man. Me, I, you, and blank. Who would be fun? Fuck, man. There's so, I mean, in basketball or like, just anyone. Oh, How about man. me, you, and Ray Liotta? Oh, that would be good. I, listen, Ray's a great actor. I'm not going to say he might make, he might not make the best segment in your first okay, couple of shows. Okay, what actor would be a great segment? 
Hmm. Man, I got to think about that, man. We try to get De Niro to laugh. We could, I get De Niro going. We could get him. Get, you get mean him. De Niro? What you we get talk De Niro, about, though? We, get it, we talk about it all. What won't we talk about? Right. What won't we talk We get Stallone. Oh, all right. So Mew and Sly. Holy shit. So we go, we go for like an hour. Oh. But during that hour, we'll carve out like two different 12-minute segments. And it's going to be you, me, and you, me, and Sloan talking about blank. And yes. that will be on the show. And the rest of it will be on HBO I, Now. Rest assured that if I get Stallone with you, I will be doing lines from Rocky 1, 2, and 3 with him. And I will be doing his lines. And he will do be doing do for think, sure. Guaranteed. Can I be in it? I'd like to also do lines. You be Paulie. No, we do three men. It'd be Paulie. You, you do Paulie. You know, I don't sweat you. You, you, you know, I, would, I really want to find out from him how shocked and disappointed he was when they were like, and the supporting actor goes to the guy Mark, from the movie. It's not even Mark, Mark Ruffalo. Mark, not Mark Ruffalo, the other Mark. Not the other seven from guys. From the movie, only 19 people He was saw. shocked. And he probably, because he's a classy guy, he'd probably say he wasn't shocked. He was shocked, as he should have been shocked. And the one thing about it, 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 that was Stallone's night. It was his year. He deserves it. The Oscars are, are, are not fact based. They they are not, you know, they they're 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 you know, this whole thing about the race and it just goes to show how fucking weird and off the Oscars are. The fact that the Stallone didn't win this year. Why are you protesting this this show? This show's a joke. Well, and especially after But I'll be happy to get one. I'm just gonna say that right now. I'd be happy to get one. It's a joke <laughs> until I get one. Then it'd be great. It was this whole thing about how the Oscars uh don't don't account for black people really at all. Yeah. And then here's Creed, directed by a black person, yes, starring sir. a black person, and with Sly Stallone, who's the only representative of the movie eligible for anything. It would have been nice if he won. At least he could have thanked the director, the black director and the black star of the movie. Yes. And maybe that would have been a nice moment, but no. No. It went to uh, some dude I never heard and of. A good actor from the movie, the Spielberg movie. I don't want to get a, you know, it's not, but it just goes to show that it's it's a subjective thing. It's not, uh, it's not I, on point. I'm a huge Mark Ruffalo fan. Yeah. I wouldn't have liked it if he won either. Me neither. I, I Listen, no disrespect to Spotlight. They knew. They knew. They knew, Robbie. Yes, they knew. But I, I, that movie. That scene, I know it was too Oscar scene Too many, so many great actors in that movie. Great subject matter. Boston. Who would you have wanted to play in that movie? I who knows? Who knows? We wouldn't have let you in that movie. No, of course not. You would not. have mangled the Boston accent. Yeah, I would have destroyed it. Even in Beautiful Girls, you didn't even try to have a Boston they accent. They told us, fuck it. With me and Matt Dillon doing Boston accents. You, you're like in Western Massachusetts with a New York accent. That's why they said we're just gonna make it to any town USA. In the beginning, because you know no one does the accent in the movie. Well, a couple of them do. Who? The guy with the mustache had one. Uh, Max Perlick? Yeah, he no, had it's just one. he's stoned out of that's called oh. stoned out of your tree accent. <laughs> if you watch it closely, his accent changed like you know throughout the takes. Like, so one, one thing I want to do because HBO now they've been very nice to me. Yes, I want I want to show beautiful girls, and I want to have uh, I want to do it with it's beautiful girls, but it's us doing the director's commentary. Let's for do it. it. We I, can I'm, do that, right? We'll put the done. You've been talking about this for years. No, this, but so we'll actually have this on HBO now. We'll do the director's commentary we'll, for We'll put the Girls. invitation out to Natalie Portman. She's not even going to respond. She won't do it. She won't, she's going to be like, listen, rap. She'll say rap. I'm not fucking doing it. Matt Dillon might do it, though. Matt's not doing it either. He's going to be banging your wife. He's not coming. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bill. Uh, he ain't showing up for that. There's probably a couple other people that we could, you know, get together. But, it, it, you know... I think you and me can handle it. Um, we could get Max Perlick, you know, get him a bag of, <laughs> bag of some, you know, ooh-wee, he'll be good. Uh, Tim Hutton, we could probably get him to do it. Martha Plimpton would be fun. 
Uh, Rosie O'Donnell. She's it sounds not, like it's just me and you. Yeah, I, it's going to be. If, <laughs> if we really want to get it done, I say we just, you know, we say we're doing it at this date. You can show up and leave their names at the gate. And, and, and that's as far as it's going to go. We'll invite Matt Dillon, but then we'll have, uh, I'll hire some supermodel assistant to to pick him up and walk him from the car to where she our studio is. No, she won't make it to the, the no, she ain't going to make it. Matty D's going to knock her down. She ain't, she, and she, you're going to have to find a new assistant. He, he, she ain't coming back and Matt Dillon ain't coming for the, the, the voiceover for beautiful girls. I promise. I know he's, if, if Matt Dillon hears this, he's going to be so like embarrassed and confused why I'm saying this. And I said this to him before. I, he's always like, I'm like, it's envy. I envy you. Like I envy your 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 your, your fuck style, Matt Dillon. Like you're incredible, Matt Dillon. You forget about how iconic and well, how he was like when he was 15. He was the heartthrob, the guy. What was remember my bodyguard? My forget that. Remember um the summer Tex, camp outsiders. Oh, the Christy McNichol movie. Yeah, and remember the other one. Um, oh, it's for, oh yeah. So my you're mind. going like way way back. He was he was uh, with, with with McNichol, but there was one. There was a really good movie. It was a dark movie. It was almost like the movie Kids, but in the 70s. Come on, get, pull it up. I don't fact check. We don't fact. Uh, 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 you know what is it it's this first movie come on well he also had The Outsiders this is before that it's all druggies in Arizona and they burn the high school down over what the over the edge have you ever seen Over the Edge that's a dark twisted movie they're all it's like I can't believe you compared it to kids that's the no, most dark twisted movie watch that's it like and ever you'll happened. see it's out there it's out there but what was the movie with Christy McNichol the summer camp Little Darlings he was Little knocking Darlings. them down at summer camp like they kayaked over there. To Little him. Rumblefish. Rumblefish. Flamingo Kid. Forget that. That's when it was like Flamingo it, it was Kid is on one of my favorite. Flamingo Kid. That's a really, 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 and he was excellent in that movie. Totally taken for granted. I don't like how Hollywood. They, he should be starring in films still. Yes or no on him in singles. Matt Dillon's never been bad. Drugstore Cowboy. Taken for granted. Hollywood takes him for granted. It's bullshit. What was the Wild Things? Wild things. There's something about Mary. He was great. Great. He I could agree. do comedy. He's, yeah. He could. He could do drama. Uh, I take I it for granted. He, he doesn't do TV ever. He dipped his toe into that M Night Shyamalan Lama Lama Dingy Dong thing last year. He did that miniseries Shyamalan Dingy Dong. You M. know M Night Shyamalan Dingy Dong. M Night, you'll take M Night's checks. Why not? Why not? We have to go. All right. Make a prediction for the finals for me. Golden State. Beats Cleveland in six. Make a Knicks prediction for me. I, I, predictions? Pain. Okay. Uh, to quote the great, great Mr. T. Thanks. Well, let me, who do I got to bang to get you on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast to, to give you the proper interview? I know you're the David Letterman of podcast, but there's questions that people want to ask. They want to know. They want to pick your brain. Who, who do I got to bang? Like your assistant? I'm, I'm a take it. I'm, I can't do that. I can't do that. But I'm just saying, like, who do I got to send Matt Dillon over to bang? Who you say, say, okay. Uh, we'll talk. We'll talk off air. Thanks to MailChimp.com for helping The Ringer build its pre-launch audience by producing our splendid newsletter. MailChimp makes it super easy to connect with your customers and sell more stuff. It's free to get started. No expiring trial. Free. No credit card required. Just go to MailChimp.com. Don't forget about Squarespace either. You can check out Michael Rapport's site that he made. IamRapport.com. Thanks to The Ringer Podcast Network for sponsoring today's show. Don't forget to subscribe to our new free podcast I'm the ringer nba it. show and the ringer nfl show 
just go to the top of the iTunes charts. You'll see both of them staring happily at you. And thanks to HBO Now. HBO Now. For teaming up with us for After the Thrones with Chris Ryan and Andy Greenwald. Start streaming in the wee hours on Sunday night after the West Coast version of Game of Thrones. Um, you can also listen to them on their podcast, The Watch. That's all for today. We'll have one more pot coming this week. Thank you, you, Michael Rappaport. Bill, you... you, That was fun. Let's do this more often. uh, Listen. Think about your third guest for my TV show. Me, you, and and guest I threw some Sly we could get. We we, We can get Sly? I I think we can make a good pitch for him. I think think we'll we'll make him feel like the way he does. He's Sly. And I and and you know to be the best thing because I don't think he as as popular as as your podcast is. I have a feeling Sly doesn't listen. And if, <laughs> the biggest thing, and we'd have to get a close up. If I remind him when he told me, he told me that Burgess Meredith was a great <laughs> stick. If I threw that at him on air. That would be you talk about viral shit because everything <laughs> needs to go viral. His face would be like, oh, how'd you know? He would be, he'd forget. He'd for, how'd you know that? And I'd be like, you told me. He'd be like, because he doesn't remember like that exchange. To me, it was like a great moment in my life. To him, maybe he um, and maybe I'll go to Hollywood Boulevard and we'll give him the best supporting a- us actor Oscar, or I'll but, buy one on eBay. We'll just give it to him. No, 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 no. They fucked him, and, and we're gonna take it like a man. And 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 every the people knew. It's like the great line from uh, Raging Bull. The judges didn't know. Who knows what happened with them? The people knew. That's it. He should have won, and that's it. Doesn't matter. Now he's almost like he's Rocky again. Now he's got something to prove. He doesn't want to be just another bum from the neighborhood. Do you think Carl Weathers and Sly really punched each other at the end of Rocky Three? I was watching it the other day, and I don't know how they faked it. They didn't mean, have CGI back then. I think they did. I think they really connected on those punches. Yes, I do. You mean I the last image? They freeze it, and then it becomes the Leroy Neiman poster. Yes. But I don't. I was looking at it. I freeze framed it. I'm staring at it, and I just think both connected. You're as sick as me with the Rocky stuff because I've thought about that so much. I am. I wonder if still like when Duke died in real life. That's another tragic loss. The fact that Duke died, literally, a part of me died too. Yeah. Yes. And there was no other one. (laughs) It was just Duke. (laughs) Let let it go. Yeah. You're the champ. I saw that man come at you like no other man before. Let it go. Oh, that was Rocky Two. Rocky Two. I also really, I really appreciated that Duke, Duke forgave Rocky for really getting Creed killed. Yes, and he wanted to bring it back and help him out. He stood there with a towel for an extra fifteen seconds and seven more punches. Duke screaming at him, throw the damn towel, and Rocky freezes. I mean, people were making fun of Kyle Lowry last night for just basically freezing in that in that Miami game. This was way worse. This was Apollo's way worse. life at stake. At stake. Also, Drago pushes the ref away, right? Which I'm pretty sure is a felony and and, and the a penalty. There's a point it. being taken pushes away. Pushes the ref away, and they're still like, "Oh, let's keep the fight going." Yeah, like, Drago should be in jail still. Never getting out. He shouldn't be doing commercials uh, in, in Germany for, 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 you know, for Kool-Aid and shit like that. He's making money all over the world doing commercials as Drago. What's your biggest flaw in Rocky IV? Oh. Is it Stallone climbing the mountain? Or is it the, head, the Mikhail Gorbachev lookalike, with the, his henchman, coming down from the luxury suite, which was like a million miles away, and being able to get to the ring in like 10 seconds? There, there, that was there, tough. There's that's some a flaws. Tough, that's a tough timing flaw. There, there, there wasn't as many flaws in four as there was in, in five. And then six is... is well, five, is, I, don't, I don't count five. You don't? No, I, I don't. I don't acknowledge five. But one of the great Mickey scenes of all time. I don't acknowledge the five. The flashback? 
You know, Mickey was wearing wasn't wearing pants in any of those scenes. Of course so he just not. shot him from the of chest up. But those flashbacks are they bring me to tears. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. I'm surprised that you didn't even buy into the flashbacks. No. Get up, you son of a bitch. No. Because Mickey loves you. No. Wow, Bill. I'm I, I don't agree. I, listen, Tommy Guns, I'm not saying it was a great movie. The the the, the faux hip hop was horrible. It, the it, fake Don King was awful. Oh, E from Entourage, um, bullying right, Rocky's kid. I didn't like. No, I, there's a lot of things I didn't like, but but I could watch those scenes with Mickey when he comes in there, and and he gives him the, he goes Rocky Marciano gave gave these cufflinks and I'm giving it to you. That was that was beautiful. Well, it brings you, me to tears. You might actually be a bigger Rocky fan than me because I didn't like Rocky Five. I didn't say I liked Even it. Even Sly has distanced himself from Rocky Five. What about the the, the un- Sly distanced himself from it? He. What about Rocky Six? Rocky. What was it called? Rocky Balboa. Was that yeah. what it was called? That hurt my heart. I went yeah, opening day at the Chinese theater. That hurt my heart. I like the, I like the fight. Ugh. The fight was good. Ugh. Um, anything to promote? Nothing, man. I'm just happy to be here. All right. See you soon. Thanks for coming. Let's go, Warriors. Don't play him in game four either. Anytime y'all want to see me again, rewind this track right here. Close your eyes. And picture me rolling.